0: That's 800 693 8290.
1: Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody?
2: Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. It is Monday here on the program, and I should change it to you don't know what that means because you never do. On the program today, we've got news because, of course, Raw is tonight. We'll tell you about the preview of that. We can talk about the shows this weekend. We have a new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion that was crowned last night. Want to get your thoughts on the Bret Hart documentary and a lot more. It's going to be a packed show here today. Because in addition to the news, no, Mike Sempervivi is not here today. Everybody was expecting him to be back, but he's not. But I have been alerted that Mike Sempervivi has representation in the form of a man who says that he's a former WWE Hall of Famer, Sidney Bacabella. He's going to be appearing on the show in the second segment. He's got a lot of stuff going on himself personally, but also, I'm told he is representing Mike Sempervivi. So we're going to find out what that means in the second segment of the show here today. Probably take your phone calls, emails, text messages in the final segment. And as noted, we've got a lot of news. So it should be a very interesting show here today. I do not have any idea what Sidney Bacabella is going to say. But I've been alerted that he's coming on to try to solve this ongoing problem regarding the suspension of Mike Sempervivi for swearing, as well as denigrating Fish Talk Radio. That's coming up later on today. If you want to, text us. 425-780-7566 is the phone number. That is 425-780-7566. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com is the email. At Brian Alvarez on Twitter. And much, much more. Also, by the way, if you watched the, uh, that Mayweather fight last night, What'd you think? I heard he did well. I know that's hard to believe. Plenty to talk about today. Back in a moment, I'm super live.
0: If you're one has passed away due to COVID 19. Pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID 19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. airlines have just reduced their prices even more book 30 days in advance and save big want
3: the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can not publish them anywhere
0: That's 800-754-4531
3: Ron Barr here. Now that people are getting out and exercising more, I want to recommend Relief Factor to you. Relief Factor helps those exercise-related pains and general muscle aches and pains. Now, if you're going to be working in the garden, you're going to be using your hands a lot. And if your hands hurt, Listen to what Julia Brown had to say about using Relief Factor.
0: I had pain in my hands that kept me from work and doing projects around the home. I heard about Relief Factor on the radio and began taking it. And it left me with pain-free hands again. I was able to do the things around the house that I enjoy doing. I'm so glad I found Relief Factor.
3: 100 million Americans suffer from ongoing pain due to aging, exercise, overexertion, and the effects of everyday living. Be sure to check out Relief Factor at relieffactor.com or give them a call at 800-500-8384. That's
4: 800-500-8384. Oh basking is glory for you.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. No Mike Sempervivi again. But I have been told in the next segment his representation. Former WWE Hall of Famer Sidney Bacabella is going to be on the show to, to discuss all of this. So that's coming up here in a little while. Also, by the way, coming up later on today, Filthy Ford Daily with Filthy Tom Lawler. Tom is in quarantine right now, so do not expect our usual excellent production values for him. But he's going to be on the show tonight, and uh, the start time will be 5.30 Pacific, 8.30 Eastern. And if you sign up for our new video tier at $9.99, you will be able to watch that show live. And you never know what's going to happen on a Filthy Tom show going live. Also, tomorrow's Brian and Vinny show, Midnight Eastern, 9 Pacific, live with Granny. All of these shows that you normally watch at video.f4wonline.com, 9 tier, you can now watch them live. If you're signed up at 7 99 nothing changes. Although you can go into your account and push one button and switch to the nine ninety nine 99 tier. They prorate you, by the way, so I think I paid $0.08 cents to switch yesterday. But $9.99 gets you everything you got at $7.99, plus the ability to watch the shows live, which we are going to build up into quite the deal. We can do a lot of things live, including taking your questions in the chat, so that'll be a lot of fun. Kind of a scoop to open up the show here today, kind of, because regardless of what uh, the former Aleister Black might have said, plans do change in WWE all the time, and It's not a cop-out because all you do is you watch what they advertise and then watch what they deliver, and you will see how often plans change. A lot. So this is a situation where plans could change. At the moment, at this moment right now, the plan is to do a WWE draft on the August 30th show and the September 3rd show, which would be Raw and SmackDown end of August, first week of September. That is the plan right now. Plans obviously can change, but that is what they are looking to do. Obviously, they would run SummerSlam. SummerSlam is going to be like a WrestleMania-style show. It's going to be in a stadium. Uh, They're going to have likely, likely, John Cena versus Roman Reigns. They may have some other big matches as well. They want to pack the place. They want it to make it a WrestleMania-style show. And then when it's over, run that draft Put people here, put people there, and away you go. The draft is is ideally, to me, the draft takes place on the Raw SmackDown maybe a week or two after WrestleMania. You build everything to WrestleMania, and then you do your draft, and then you start over again. Well, I don't know if that's ever going to happen because now you've got this WrestleMania backlash show that they've been advertising. And if you're doing a WrestleMania backlash show, what's the point of doing a draft and then going back to feuds that you did at WrestleMania. If they want to do it after SummerSlam every year, fine, whatever. It doesn't bother me. It bothers me a little bit in the sense that they have been doing the draft in the fall and putting people on separate brands and saying that they will never intermingle again, and then they immediately do Survivor Series where all they do is intermingle. What's the point of doing the draft then? But that's what they do, and I'm sure they'll probably do it again this year. But at least this year... We'll have like 2 months of separate brands before we just put everybody together again. But that is the the plan as of right now is August 30th and September 3rd. And as noted, plans can change. They could do it earlier, they could do it later, they could not do it at all, but that is the working plan right now. Also, and it's not even a spoiler, but I know that some of you probably haven't watched it yet. So if you don't want really to know who the new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion is, just turn off the show. But it happened, like, 12 hours ago, so it's clearly news now. The new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion is, in fact, Shingo Takagi. Beat Okada to win the title in the main event of the show. 36-minute match. I have not seen the match yet. I presume the match was fantastic, but... That is an assumption based on the fact that it's Shingo and Okada in a 36-minute match in the main event. What would you guys think of the show? Match was awesome, this person said. Uh, Anyway, I'll wait for your feedback. I'd be surprised if it wasn't, but, you know, weird things can happen. But Shingo is the champion, and afterwards he challenged the former champion, Kota Ibushi, who, uh, as Okada noted in an interview... Okada did an interview the other day. I've talked about it on a few shows. He just, he buried the idea of the uh, dual title because he was like, What's, what was the point? Which, by the way, the Okada interview was everything I ever said about that title and the new IWGP World Heavyweight title. I feel like he must be a subscriber this Okada. Just spouting off all of my talking points. He said the double title was stupid. There was no point to it. Nobody knew what it was about. Was it a double title? Was it two titles? What was the point? Why weren't they defended separate? He didn't understand any of this. He actually said that the double title gimmick was the second dumbest thing that New Japan had ever done, or the second biggest misstep or whatever. He didn't say what the first one was. I think think from listening to his interview he may think that the biggest misstep they ever did was getting rid of the double titles, creating a new single title, and then throwing away the entire legacy of that title by starting over with Ibushi being the first-ever champion. He buried that. But anyway, he did this big, long 17-minute interview where he just talked about all of these things that he thought were stupid. And uh, he noted, "...a great legacy for this first title. They erased the legacy of the old title." The first champion lost it in his first defense. The second champion, who ended up being Osprey, vacated the title. And now we are on the third champion, which is Shingo. And then Shingo has now challenged the first champion, who is bushy. We don't have a date for that, but that's the direction that they are going there. So that's what happened. I'll watch the uh, match tonight before Wrestling Observer Radio. As noted, I have not seen that. And I also have not seen the Bret Hart A&E documentary, which a lot of people have asked me to uh, to watch. So looking for your feedback on those two shows, matches, etc., cetera. And uh, we can read some of those later on. Tonight, obviously, is Raw and what we know so far. Here I am. I'm talking about Bret Hart on A&E, Filthy Tom, live at video.f4wonline.com, the, uh, the main event for the new IWGP Heavyweight title, all of this stuff. This leads us to a Raw preview, where we have Shayna Baszler on Alexa's playground. We have got Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre in a contract signing. And at least we have a new match, which is a battle royal to determine the next challengers for AJ and Omos. We have got RK-Bro, The New Day, Mace and T-Bar... Lucha House Party and the Viking Raiders. So that is uh that's what we know for Raw tonight. And I presume we'll have follow up on Jackson Riker walking out on Elias yeah, last week on the show. Actually, the other way around Elias walked out on Jackson Riker. I forgot Jackson Riker is going babyface to feud with Elias. I presume we'll have a follow up to that as well. So, uh, uh, if, if you're if you're not into the lineup for this show, you can watch Filthy Four Daily Life tonight, video.f4wonline.com. It's uh, stickied up there on the top of my Twitter, by the way, if you want to uh, to check that out. And of course, we have got the ratings. I talked about these briefly yesterday with Josh Nason. Uh, SmackDown 1.792 million in the overnights, which will probably come out to about 1.9 million. NXT, we only know it did 668,000. AEW on Friday, we only know that indications are that it is up, I think Dave used the term substantially from last Friday. We'll know when we know, I'm trying to get numbers as soon as I can, but Showbuzz Daily is dead, it's over, it's gone, it's never coming back. So there are a couple of other places that uh, publicly put ratings out, but they're slower than molasses i mean it's going to be weeks to get cable ratings through that i'm trying to get them directly from AEW and wwe i don't know if we'll be able to do it but we'll give you the numbers everybody as soon as we get them so that's it back in a moment with more wrestling observer live <laughs>
0: That's 800-760-1845.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: Well, the intro says Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi, but in fact, Mike Sempervivi is not here. But I was alerted earlier today that Mike Sempervivi has representation in the form of, and I quote, former WWF Hall of Famer Sydney Bacabella, who is joining us here on the program today, live via Skype video. Sydney, what is going on today?
4: Well, a lot of things are going on today, but Sempervivi paid me a bunch of money to essentially look into this because I think the guy's being Shanghai'. You you've got him suspended, you've
2: got Whoa, him whoa, 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 wh- wait, 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 wait. I did not get him suspended. I have nothing to do with this. Mike Sempervivi was warned repeatedly about saying a certain word on the air, and he kept saying it, which caused producer Dom to have to edit the show before we could send it to the mightier ten ninety. And so after that, and denigrating Fish Talk Radio, I am told that the powers that be, high up in Sports Byline, had him suspended. Not me.
4: Don, who's Don ever beat? Is Don a former WWF Hall of Famer? No, he doesn't make the calls. He's the editor. He's the guy in the truck. He's the he's the Don. He's the big tooth Don. Okay. Now, semper vivi. Didn't do anything. He says words, English words that we could say anywhere we want to say. I mean, I got my law degree at the Denton County Community College, so I know a thing or two about what's right and wrong and what's being done to Mr. Vivi's wrong, and we're going to get that fixed today.
2: You know, I, I should mention, by the way, that uh, Dom, uh, he wasn't even born when the WWF had the logo that is on your hat right now.
4: What a, oh, so he's some young kid, no hair yes. under the armpits yet. Oh, yeah, that's why, that's the problem with this generation. They think they can get one over on the old timers and they can't. And we're going to put a stop to it right now. Uh, fire Dom, Dom, Don, Dom, guy, M&N at the end of his, uh, at the end of his name, can't even figure it out anymore.
2: Now, let me ask you a question here, uh, Sydney You, you are billed here, I am told, as a former WWF Hall of Famer. Mike is a former co-host of Wrestling Observer Live. What was your story? What happened? How? Why are you a former WWF Hall of Famer?
4: Well, senior put me in, junior kicks me out. Um, I can't really talk about it. All I can say is it involves, it, it, you never get involved with a promoter's wife, okay? That's all I can say.
2: Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, was there, I mean, have you, have you petitioned? Who is your representation petitioning to get you back into the WWF Hall of Fame?
4: I don't need, I don't need to be in there, okay? I don't need to be in there with guys like Special Delivery Jones and, you know, all those guys that are in the Hall of Fame. I don't need that. All right, my name carries a lot of weight now. I can go to any territory. El oh, Tomco's blowing up my, uh, my 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 phone right now.
2: I was uh, I had I had alerted the world that you were coming on the show today to try to talk to us about what's going on with Vivi And this fella here, uh, a friend of mine, actually, Paul Crockett, he says, what kind of underhanded scam are you trying to pull today, Sydney And Brian, what are you thinking? He doesn't he doesn't trust you, it sounds like to me.
4: Paul Crockett is nothing but a trash human being. You know, I do commentary with Paul Crockett at Beyond Wrestling, which you could actually check out on July the 1st on IWTV.live. But they make me sit next to that idiot and carry him through three hours of entertaining commentary. Before they hired me, Paul Crockett was ambient for nerds that watched wrestling.
2: Paul Crockett is—he, uh, I believe, did commentary for the match where I wrestled for Beyond and had my career ended by Nick Gage.
4: Yeah, I was there. I, I, I was at Foxwood, at the casino show. Yes. Not the boat, not the showboat casino that Vern runs. The show, the other casino that Beyond
2: ran. That's—I was on. Con- you don't remember me? Well, I wasn't listening to the commentary. I was having my life ended. You don't listen to the commentary. I was oh, in the, the ring. to pay me
4: more because I gotta work harder now.
2: See, Pacquiao. Oh hold goodness. on a second. You, I got killed by Nick Gage, and you think I'm gonna go back and watch the match again?
4: Yeah. No. You should. He you should. Isn't that what all the young nerds do now? They go on. They they no.
2: watch the match. No. I'm old school, Sydney. I go in there. I make my money, and unfortunately, I have my career ended, and that's it. I'm done. That guy gave it. me a choke breaker. And stuff pile drove me out of neck brace on for weeks you want me to go back and watch the match Yes, so you could hear my commentary No
4: (laughs) Well listen Poor Paul Crockett, you know, but he's not even a hes a kayfabe Crockett. He's not even a real
2: one (laughs) Wow Wow
4: it. i'll say it i'll i'll put all the dirt out there. you want dirt alvarez crockett's last name is not crockett okay i know i have it on good authority paul crockett's last name is con
2: oh wow well listen on on the topic of uh what what can we do to get semper vivi back here what are you working on
4: so i've done a lot actually and i've been working with the powers behind the scenes and you know i i've uh, i bought him a thesaurus I bought him the Encyclopedia Britannica. I've actually sent him to the Word Museum. He's been playing Boggle, been playing Scrabble. So he's, he's good now. And then I talked to the guys over at Fish Talk Radio there. And I, I bet you didn't know this either, that the producer of that show is a former luchador. He did the what? truck driver gimmick called Emmanuel Transmission. So I talked to him, smoothed everything over. He's. Good. All right. We need to get him back on the show because, listen, people, the, the views are going down on this.
2: You need him. Did you say Emmanuel transi- Transmission? Yeah. Are we sure that's, that's not filthy Tom Lawler under that mask? No, 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 no. Tom Lawler's a good guy. Tom Lawler could choke me
4: out, so I'm not going to say anything bad about Tom Lawler. He's a, he's a shoot-tough guy, all right? He's a
2: shooter. Well listen, what can you tell me on another topic here? Because I'm not getting a lot of info about what's going on with Semper Vivi right here. What what can you tell me about the return of Beyond Wrestling? How how did you deal with this pandemic, Sydney? What did you do?
4: I dealt with this pandemic like anybody should. I didn't leave the house. I don't want to leave the house anyways. I just wanted to sit at home, so it was fine with me. So, I, you know, this during this whole pandemic here, Beyond Wrestling's been working so hard to put out content on IWTV, and they did it. They were putting out content all the time. You should see the signature series that they put out. But on July 1st, it's going to be a huge, huge event in Worcester, Massachusetts, and uh, Papa Bear's going to be there. So, uh, yeah, it's
2: worth the ticket price alone. What can you tell us about the show? What do we got coming up? I don't know. I'm not the booker. Well, I, I mean, you're there. the one everything. Uh, can you give us some names that will be on this? Upco- or is this a secret?
4: Yukon uh, Moose Cholak may or may not be there. Moose we Cholak? Moose Morowski may wow. or may not be there. And uh, What's with know, all the mooses? Still- so many others so dean ho more like dean who am i right he wow. may be there or may not i don't know but uh there's gonna be a lot of great talent that's gonna be there i'm sure jody threat's gonna be there i'm sure there's gonna be uh, maybe ricky shane page i don't know there may be a whole bunch of people showing up what about
2: moose Morawski? will he be there
4: he moves may or may not be there uh mr pro from the uh tomco territory may or may not be there hey max Smashmaster. he told me he texted me he said oh you gotta put me over kid you gotta put me over brother 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 no all right he he's not gonna be there okay but you can follow him on twitter
2: dude i saw a video of of him training his uh youngster his youngster's got a, a pretty good uh, moonsault and uh, shoulder tackle. Did you see this video?
4: And, uh, you know, one video he didn't show you was we went to a party and I taught the kid how to take wallets out of the women's purses and bring them over to me. That's something he doesn't put online and that should be put online about that kid because the kid's a worker.
2: You taught the kid to pickpocket.
4: Of course. Why would wow. I do it? I would. I would go to jail. The
2: kid won't. Well, I, th- I, I wasn't sure if you're talking about the, the kid or Smash Master. You're teaching the kid to pickpocket. Smash Master has, like,
4: pork loin hands. He can't fit it into a woman's purse.
2: That is, I mean, that's true. I mean, he's got to take the whole purse.
4: Yeah, it's like a stack of bananas. So, you know, uh, that video was very impressive. And Max Smashmaster, Master, great father. father. He's, he's as good of a father as Fritz Von Erich is, okay? Great, great dad. I love him. So... You know, but going back to Semper Vivi here, we've got to get this guy back on the show. And I've done a lot of hard work, and I'm telling you, he's coming back, all right. I've smoothed everything over, with the exception of Dom Don Dom Dum Don 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 Da Don Don Don. I don't know who that guy is, but I'll call him too. I don't hang up until I get my way.
2: All right, listen, we got we got one minute left. Okay, when we come back, what? Odds are you giving me as to whether or not Mike Sempervivi will be reinstated to this show.
4: Hold on, I got to send a I got to send a fax over to Fish Talk Radio, so I need about 48
2: 45 to 48 minutes. Uh can you take a break that long? Uh, I don't know if it's going to be that long. Throw out a number here. What do you think?
4: Uh, 10%, 100%, 100%. 100% he'll be back.
2: Okay. I don't I'll never lie to you. All right, let me ask you one last question before we go. You're telling me there's a 100% chance that when I come back from this break, Mike Sempervivi will be reinstated. But what's the percentage that he's actually able to successfully connect to the show?
4: Uh, Probably 40%. He he doesn't
2: have good internet. All right? It's like AOL. He's still
4: using dial-up.
2: All right. Sydney, we got to go. Get a plug out for Beyond. Where can we find out more information? July 1st, IWTV.live.
4: Make sure you check it out, Beyond Wrestling, on Twitter, at Beyond Wrestling. Buy my T-shirt, Sydney Bacabella, at pay, uh, gmail.com,
2: and Twitter, S. Bacabella. Holy smokes. Excellent job of promotion here today, and I'm going to take your word for it. 100%. You better be reinstated after this break, Sydney. Oh, you will. I'm making a call right now. All right. Well, thank you so much for doing the show today. Back in a minute, everybody. We'll find out. Wrestling Observer Live.
3: Now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, get up to a $15 gift card after mail-in rebate when you purchase select SuperStart batteries. With the power and capacity your vehicle demands, SuperStart batteries are designed for lasting performance and consistent starts. Turn the key with confidence with SuperStart batteries only at O'Reilly Auto Parts.
0: Oh, 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 O'Reilly
4: Auto
3: Parts.
0: That's 800-251-7460. The
3: double play! It's baseball season, and you're ready to go all out. So you ordered the essentials to make game day a success. Like a jersey, a power recliner, and a bigger screen. And you used your Bank of America customized cash rewards credit card, choosing to earn 3% cash back on online shopping. Rewards that you put toward an essential piece of the celebration. An air horn. Apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Copyright 2021, Bank of America Corporation.
4: It's a new day. Yes, it is.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Well, we're back here in the show. Brian Alvarez here. Wrestling
2: Observer Live, I'm Mike Sempervivi. I believe is here Mike what's going on bro where's your audio what the hell's going on here Mike well let's see what we got going on here why can't I hear Mike Baca I should have made a I should have made a bet that Mike would get back and be unable to connect he gave it a 40% chance well say something
5: The audio. What oh, do- hey,
2: hey, hey! Look at that. Sorry, not <laughs> me.
5: <laughs> well, what's me going on? What's going on, Simpy? Where were you, by the way? What do you mean, where Why was I? Why did I have to get Sydney on? Why did I have to get Sydney to do the work that you should have been doing to get me unsuspended? Well, I mean, the problem,
2: the problem. I don't know if you watched that last segment, but clearly, uh, Baca Bell ain't got much to do, and I do. So uh, I did what I could, but what do you want me to do?
5: That man is a manager of champions. He is making money moves. He doesn't have time for the same nonsense you're doing, just rambling into a microphone. And by the way, I heard the listenership went down immensely. Sydney told me that in the meetings that he had with Darren and everybody over at Byline. And by the way, Dom, Dom had some things to say, I guess, online and some things to say, I guess, when I was suspended, which... Really, you know, I thought better of him, but I guess he's been around for you too long. Uh, I guess that's what it is. Whatever it is, I'm back. And that's no thanks to you, Ryan. Well, at the end
2: of the day, Mike, you know, it's important you are back. And, uh, you know what you should, you should be thankful for is you're back. So, so what that basically means is that you had basically a week's vacation. You got to go, and I don't know what you did, but I mean, you did whatever you did, and you're back, and you're still getting paid. So what's the problem?
5: Well, it wasn't exactly like a vacation because Sydney sent me on an excursion, and he he told you about the fact that yes, he got me a Scrabble game, he got me Boggle, and I've been working on that. You know, every time I see itch, and I have a B right there, it's like okay, you know what else? What else could I could I say? Could it be witch? Could it be maybe I can make switch? It's just. You know that's going to be a little bit difficult for me to to keep working on but he did he did send me to the Franklin Institute the Franklin school and the Word Museum which I believe you have a picture of I don't know if you have yes, it now or Word not Yes the Word
2: Museum uh, I can't think yes, of a, see, a more fun way to spend my suspension
5: time than going to the Word Museum Well exactly so well it got me back here didn't it Again, at right, least he had some good ideas to try to get me back. Whereas It's you ironic just that like, you went to the you know. Word
2: Museum and he told me he was going to buy you a thesaurus. We'll see if that does any good.
5: Both of those things he... together. Funny part is he autographed it, too, as if it was like an autobiography, mm-hmm. which was, was really kind of strange. But I don't know. Cindy's a, a strange guy, but at least he gets results and gets things done. Okay, listen, you're back. So let's get back. Let's pretend like none of this ever happened.
2: Did you watch right. the, the Shingo versus Okada match last night? And what did you think?
5: I thought it was really good. You know, Shingo and Okada. Uh, I was a little bit surprised that Okada didn't get the victory, although I know you've talked about it at length. If you would have heard the interviews that he's been doing that are up on New Japan World, uh, you know, maybe maybe he was he's not really into it right now. And I thought the reason they would pull the trigger maybe on him is because he is the bigger name. But they've they've taken a different turn. Ibushi was the champion. They quickly went with Osprey as the champion. He had a great match with Shingo. I think Shingo's been a name people have wanted to see in the mix uh, for a while. He can certainly live up to his end of the deal in the ring. So the matches are going to be there. But they need... They're just in, in a tough state. I was going to say they need some spark right now. They need something big right now. But, I mean, how big can you be when your shows are getting canceled? You know, we're we're still staring down the barrel of the Olympics, which ought to be very interesting. And maybe depending on how that goes, maybe this will open some things up. I have no idea. The problem is nobody's vaccinated over there and people just keep getting sick. So I don't know what they can do right now, but at least from an in ring in ring point of view, you know, Shingo is going to put on great matches, can do it with Cobb, could do it with Naito, could do it with evil, could do it with literally anybody on that roster. So You know, from that point of view, it's very good. But, you know, as far as how things are looking long-term, even short-term right now for New Japan, it's all up in the air. Spurnier says Shingo versus Okada was off the charts. I
2: thought it was still second-best match of their trilogy behind their all-time classic G1 Climax bout last year when Okada made Shingo pass out for the money clip and got the godforsaken hold over. I don't know if he got it over, but he did definitely. He got him with that money clip. Got a lot of people talking about the Bret Hart biography. The Bret Hart biography was produced very well, and he, for the most part, has done an outstanding job with the documentaries. All of them I have found out new and intimate stories. Last night brought me back to those old memories, and I became a Bret Hart fan all over again. This person, I thought the Bret Hart A biography was great. Covered the WrestleMania thirteen match with Austin in great detail. In the Austin one, they didn't even mention it, other than showing ten seconds of clips. It was the most important match of Austin's life. They also really did a nice job talking about how much pride Brett had as champion, how he took it seriously and was so believable as a top guy. They covered the peak of his career very well. The end of Brett's career will always be a great what-if to me. I wish he never had to sign with WCW. He was in his early 40s. If he was able to keep wrestling another four to five years, so many different top guys were there. He could have had even more classics in the ring. Well, that is unless Vince decided at that time you're over 40. It's time to put this bro out to pasture. We'll see if he wants to be a whatever.
5: Did you see this one? I did not yet, although I heard this and the McFoley ones have been the the best ones by far. No, I, I filled up my Sunday by watching Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul. Oh, how was that? It was uh, the worst. Uh, when it comes to like the poorest poor man's version of, of the Pride uh new year's eve shows and the k1 dynamite new year's eve shows i mean this was it like enoki Bombay's, i look back on with like more reverence now you know and far differently when they're putting things like this on it was bad um and not because like you thought the quality was going to be any good and it was they desus and Mero joined Moro for commentary uh for the freak show fights for the actual boxing contests they brought in al bernstein and like With the thriller shows, you have Snoop there who's hammered. You have Oscar De La Hoya who's hammered. It's like a big part. Like, you're being dropped in to this big party. And I think Showtime missed a mark because I think they tried to present this as, like, a pseudo-event. Like, they tried to take this a little bit maybe too seriously. And because of that, uh, Morrow had the vibe. DeSys and Mero had the vibe. But realistically the whole presentation was very sterile. It would be like, it's, it was almost, it was very NXT. Like it would be, if you took a game changer show and took that from Atlantic city and then dropped it into, uh, the, the, the Capitol wrestling center. I mean, that's kind of what it felt like where it's like, you still get some wackiness. You still get this feel of like, look at this freak show going on. But all of the heart and kind of, like, all of the aesthetic was out of it. Like, that was the biggest thing for me. Chad Johnson, you know, did his best to put on a little bit of a show fighting this guy, Brian Maxwell. He was a former NFL player, Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco. He had a four-round fight. He actually was landing some shots. The actual boxing fights themselves were subpar, unfortunately. So then you got to Logan and Floyd, and you got exactly what you would have thought out of Logan and Floyd, you know, for, you know, Floyd carried him for, t- you know, 10 rounds. Uh, Logan took some punches from Floyd. There was that. But, like, the whole reason you watch this freak show is, like, you're, you're being in- into this party. And they didn't bring that out. And if Showtime is going to have the other Paul brother, which I guess they announced they're going to have Jake Paul fight as well, too by the time they get to that one, they got to change the whole vibe and the whole aesthetic because otherwise, why are you doing it? it? It was like the corporate sellout version of what all this ridiculousness is supposed to be. This
2: person says, I caught up on the Bret Hart A&E documentary just a few hours ago. He is just the best. Bret is Bret and there is no other Bret. Vince, however, an all-time villain. He cannot escape it. Every time he talked, he was working an angle to cast himself in a better light. What a shocker. And uh, this person here, the Bret Hart A&E documentary was excellent, maybe the best one, tied with HBK and Mick Foley. Bret, truly the first human WWF champion in the Vince Jr. era. Took me a few years after he won the title to see him as a real top guy, probably around 96, but his legend keeps growing. Some fans are only just realizing that he was underappreciated. Bret truly changed wrestling in so many ways. And changing Wrestling Observer Live will be a series of callers, Mike. Oh, yeah? Here we go. You're on the air. What's going on, buddy?
1: Hey, Brian, I'm the one who called yesterday about the love ballads on NXT, and you automatically assumed I was going to bring up AEW, which had nothing to do with. In fact, I wish WWE would use licensed music because their music sucks. What my point was is you kind of brought up the thing, what if Ric Flair in 86 was listening to 40s music? I don't think that's a fair comparison because music in the '40s was not written for the younger crowd. It was written for older people. Nobody was going to school asking their schoolyard chums if what is their favorite Jimmy Durante song, but they were asking about Elvis in the '50s, Beatles in the '60s, and so on. I think music in the '80s is a lot bigger now in 2001 than, or 2021, excuse me, than music in the '80s. '40s was in the '80s. I think it still works today, and I think you know, young people still enjoy '80s music and '90s music. Kind of how WrestleMania years ago they used Big Time by oh, Peter Gabriel. Yeah, but that was they horrible. Used... It was a great song. What are you talking about?
5: Yeah, but Peter for B-roll, a WrestleMania, for, dude, everybody was making fun of listen, Big Time for the WrestleMania theme. Listen, in its time, like uh, yes, we had no bananas was a big hit in the twenties. Like, but like it does, you know? And I, look, it's a great song. And it just when you have a, a history of they use AC/DC, I mean they've used it's, it's they haven't exclusively used older music, but they have tended to fall back to that because that's what the people in charge tend to like. It's just again I I, I don't know I, it's the thing with music I think is kind of being overdone right now, and I think we're, we're there are some people overcorrecting towards licensed music again you know you're not paying for this they are and i know these people are all rich and everything i got that but it's like you're supposed to have a music division that's supposed to be doing some cool stuff not everything jim johnson did was was great a lot of it sucked but the ones that hit hit and they fit the characters and i think he's right about that when he talks about the fact that some of this music doesn't necessarily fit the person and the character that you know, is using it. I think he's right about that. I think there needs to be more focus on that. Wild thing works great because it's Sean Moxley. It's perfect. But just because you use licensed music doesn't mean it's going to really work for that person. And plus, is that all you want is the pop from the music? You know, if that's the, and that unfortunately happens a lot of times as well, too. People think about that road warrior pop, but they continue getting the pop throughout the match. Same thing with the rock and roll express. You don't want to spend a bunch of money. And essentially that's the best part of somebody's act.
2: Well, yeah, but my argument would be that if your act is such that the only thing that people pop for is your licensed music, Well, at least they're popping for something. I guess. I would rather they pop for your music and didn't care about your match and then pop for the music afterwards (laughs) than to just be bored the entire time. Here's the thing with music, everybody. It's subjective. That's it. Like, his, his claim was that a lot of kids today listen to music from the 80s. I go to the chat right here. This guy goes, I'm 25, and that's not true. That's a young guy who's not listening to music from the 80s. Obviously... If you are an older person, you're going to say, Oh, the only good music was the music from the 60s and the 70s. Everything after the 80s sucked. Well, that's a subjective opinion. Many people might agree with that. You hear a lot of people going, Oh, well, the music today sucks. Well, maybe a lot of music today does suck. But you know what? There's a lot of people that love today's music. And you can look at numbers on whatever, whatever your streaming service of choice is, and they're doing ridiculous numbers for some of these songs. Not everything, but it's all subjective. If you get a song... And it gets a guy over, whether it's a Jim Johnson song or a, a CFO song or whatever, or an old song from the 50s, whatever works. Except for
5: that Never get over Oh, get, get out of here, Mike. Rand Back
2: in a moment. Observer Live. You're going to spend it again.
0: That's 800-846-2153.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. I'm Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Lance makes a good point here. He texted me. He says, One of the big pluses to real music is when you hear that on the radio, you think of wrestling and that character. I always think of Dreamer when Man in the Box is on the radio. Yeah, we use uh, we use my old theme every now and then for Observer Live, and uh, I can't hear it without thinking it's my theme. And same way with a lot of other. Think about some of these WWE themes. It's like, what in the world? Like, what does this theme even remind you of, or what? It, what is it
5: like? Could you could you go out and and uh, I don't know. Has a wrestler ever ruined a song for you? Because it's not like I ever liked the song Footloose, but. Avalanche Buzz Tyler, back in the day in Mid-Atlantic, used to come out to Footloose. And if you ever saw Avalanche Buzz Tyler, if you couldn't tell from his name, there was never a worse song matched up with a man. And every time I hear that song, I think of him. And boy, I didn't like him. Wow. That's certainly not very nice.
2: Mm. I had extremely high expectations over the Bret Hart 80 biography due to Dave's tweet, I can report. It lived up to those expectations incredibly well done. One thing that irritated me, though was how they didn't 100% accurately cover the screw job. You don't say. (laughs) It's almost ridiculous how Vince tries to make himself look good and justified over it. To its credit, the bio makes it clear that there were smarter ways to handle the situation. Thankfully, they had neither Cornette nor Russo involved there. Bro, they should have had Cornette. Cornette could tell you everything you ever wanted to know about the screw job. He was right there. Uh, I mean, Russo didn't even know what a screw job was when they were discussing the screw job. But Cornette was right there in all of that stuff. He
5: came up with it because, it, again, we're going off the air now, but he actually was the one who dropped an idea from the past that led to it.
2: Yeah, we're out of time, everybody. Tonight, 530 Pacific, 830 Eastern, video.f4wonline.com. It's Filthy 4 Daily live with Filthy Tom Lawler on the nine ninety nine tier. We'll see you guys then. The rest of you will see tomorrow. Thanks, Mike, as always. Callers and listeners, everybody in the studio. We'll talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live.